To everyone who's seen Drake's dick, hello. So hi, everyone. This episode is really going to be me talking about my experience in Dubai, stories that have happened, things I witnessed, and that's really going to be like the majority of the episode. You'll get the vibes of, you know, the Habibis. We go into the Prada store and I get another airdrop a second time. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And a guy comes to the table and starts chatting with me. And then my friend's guy from Dubai goes up to him and says, get the hell out of the table. And I'm like, oh my God, welcome to Dubai. Here we go. You're listening to the X Podcast. Welcome back to the X podcast. Before I start this episode, be sure to be following me on Instagram. Subscribe to my channel if you're not following me on Snapchat. I do also post on Snapchat eight minute clips, the best eight minutes. So if you don't have time to watch the episode and you just want to watch a quick gold eight minute best scenes, click subscribe on Snapchat. Okay, I feel like we have so much to talk about today and I don't even really know where to start. I started with Drake Stick and I just feel like that was so, so necessary. I feel like Drake has no problem helicoptering his dick around, so I have no problem talking about it. Like I mentioned Drake more than I should, so uh, Drake's like, I don't even know who this girl is. So Drake's video of his dick went viral while he was on a private plane, I believe, and... He just, uh, he made every guy feel like he's just like them, helicoptering his dick. Like it's a childish thing to do, but I feel like men are children. So I feel like it's something a lot of men do. But I want to know, did he purposely leak his dick? Something about it just seems sus. I feel like there's no doubt Drake sent his dick to a million girls. Why now is it getting leaked? Is it because he wanted it to get leaked? I feel like a lot of guys are like, whoa, we didn't know Drake's dick was that big. I feel like for a girl, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like no girl with no emotion looks at a dick and is like, oh my God, like I want to fuck Drake now because he has a huge dick. Like it doesn't work that way. Like we don't see a dick and we're like, oh wow, I want to fuck that person because they have a big dick. Like I get it. Men see it like that. They see a hot girl, nice body parts and they're like, I want to fuck that girl. But that's not how women see it. Like we don't see a dick and we're like, wow, that's a massive dick. I can't wait to fuck him. Like it's just not like that. It's mental for us women. So I just thought that was something I wanted to... Uh to just mention like I'm just saying if it wasn't Drake and it was just a guy with a big dick and he was sending you that picture you would be freaked out or I don't know if that's just me but I would be freaked out like I hooked up with a guy once who had a really big dick and I I was literally starfish position couldn't move it was not enjoyable and I do not recommend but listen too small too is not good and average is a bit like grow up get it a little bit bigger <laughs> The pressure a guy must go through because they actually cannot change the size of their dick is nuts. But then I think of women and all the things we have to do in order to, you know, just be a girl and be hot. And I'm like, listen, it's the it's the one thing they have to deal with. So fuck off. I got back from Dubai 
And I kind of wanted to talk about my experience. I know my last episode with Veronica, I talked about what I thought it would be like. And I made jokes about, you know, getting shit on in Dubai. Just nonsense, obviously, because that's what this podcast is. It's about everything and absolutely nothing. So this episode is really going to be me talking about my experience in Dubai, stories that have happened, things I witnessed, and... That's really going to be like the majority of the episode. So if you were ever planning on going to Dubai, maybe through my experience as a Canadian or if you live in the U.S., you'll get the vibes of, you know, the Habibis, you know. So Tanya and I went to Dubai and I had a girlfriend who was also living there. And I was my first time going. I didn't know what to expect. And I kind of want to talk about things that happen that will make you either want to go or not want to go. <laughs> first of all, the flight from Montreal to Dubai is about 12 hours direct. But Tanya, she travels for free because her parents work for the airline. So for her, she was going to travel on standby. So standby just means that you don't have to confirm a ticket. You just have to basically look to see the availabilities for that actual plane. Um, and if you see that there's a lot of seats open, then you're probably guaranteed to get on. But then there's always fuck ups, you know, if like a flight gets delayed or, you know, whatever, then they bump up and move on to your seat. So you're never guaranteed a seat. OK, basically. And at first she was like, I'm just going to travel standby. There's so many open seats. And then closer to the date, it started filling and filling and filling. And now I had already booked my ticket to go through Air Canada, which meant I had to go through a stop and remind me never again. I did this because I was like, I'm not traveling a 12 hour flight alone. I'd rather travel with a girlfriend. So I'm not going to take the Emirates. I'm going to go with Tanya and do the stop in Toronto. And boy, was I wrong. I would never do that again. Like already when you're traveling for like nine, 10 hours, you don't want to be stopping anywhere. The day just feels extremely long and exhausting. So basically, she didn't end up going standby either. She ended up booking a confirmed ticket because it started filling up. So we basically both got fucked and we didn't end up on an Emirates flight, which would never happen to me again because I don't care. I will travel alone. I'm not doing this. I realized I work so, so hard because I want to be so successful where like I can just enjoy the beauties of life. And I know sometimes that can get you can get carried away with like be grateful with, with what you have and where you're at. But like when it comes down to taking a fucking plane and having to sit in economy, I don't mean to be that girl, but like when you're flying for so many hours to enjoy the luxury of being in first class is amazing. I've done first class many of times, but I've never done it for like a flight that was so long. After seeing so many people do it and like stories, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be so rich that I can fly <laughs> in first class to Dubai because that is the life, okay? They have different menus. They're eating amazingly. They can get up. They can take a shower. Like, guys, it's another level, okay? Another level. And I realize that's another reason why I want to work so hard because I want to enjoy those, those things in life. And yeah, the food on the plane. Okay, listen, I'm speaking as somebody who's sitting in economy. The food on the plane is getting so bad. I don't know if it's just me, but like, 
I, I, I physically can't. Like, I need to get to the airport earlier to get food before I get on a plane. And especially with Dubai, it was like a 12-hour flight. And I, even if you get something before, you're still going to get hungry on the plane. And that makes me really think I need to be rich enough to be in first class because the menus are completely different. And the food they give to people in economy is actually repulsive. Disgusting. I remember even one of the attendants told a girl that was sitting next to me, I wouldn't wait too long to eat the chicken burrito because you might get sick. And I'm like, no, I don't care if I starve. I'm not eating any of this food. This is disgusting. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out that I don't know what the hell is going on, but the food on the plane is getting so bad. And they really like, I, I get it. I'm in an economy, but still, can it be edible? I don't know. Maybe this is me being bratty, but like, what the fuck is going on? You know you're walking into rich town when you get to Dubai. They give you a SIM card to put in your phone for free just to be like, here you go. Welcome to Dubai. We want you to stay. We want you to have the best time. Here's a SIM card. Like they're already giving you things and you haven't even left the airport. They're like, don't worry. Don't go and buy a SIM card for your phone. Here you go. Did I use it? No. But like, was it nice and something that we as a city would never give to someone? Yes. So it's just these little things that you already know that they're like trying to take care of any tourist coming. That's the thing with Dubai. It's like everything is at your fingertips. Like you haven't even left the airport and they're giving you a SIM card so that if you're coming from another country, you don't have to pay. Just put in a SIM card, you know, like did I do it? No. But was it nice? For them to do like you're already like okay like what am I walking into this is crazy they like think of everything we finally get to Dubai and I'm just like so tired but so awake because the time change and everything and I'm just ready to like get started I was like let's fucking do this and we both told ourselves you know on the flight we're gonna check into our hotel and just go straight to bed so that we wake up fresh we're there for 10 full days and enjoy the day we get there and one of my friends who lives there wrote to me and was like hey girl um we're going to socialista tonight do you want to come out i'm going with my friends from dubai come out so i end up joining one of my girlfriends who lives there so we decided to stay at the addition and honestly the location was amazing it was right next to the mall and everything was like five to six minutes away it was perfection i'm so happy we ended up staying there and i like posted the room and so many people were like oh like who paid for her flight who paid for her hotel like she definitely didn't pay for it and it's like i'm gonna come on here and clarify Tanya and I paid for the hotel and it's so annoying when like you work so hard and you actually start making money and like you're able to kind of live a more like not lavish lifestyle but like spoil yourself a lot and then it's like it gets discredited because it's like oh a man had to have paid for it and look if I, if a man was paying for it I would be less embarrassed to be like I don't guy paid for it no I'm more embarrassed that I had to pay for it okay I'm not gonna lie <laughs> like why am I paying for it um but yeah and it's just so funny how like do you think I would stay at the addition if a man was paying for it? Come on. It's Dubai. There's better hotels. Don't you think I would stay anywhere else? I don't know, like the Persia. Anyways, whatever. I don't want to talk about small-minded people. But yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. But our hotel was beautiful. And I would definitely stay there again because the location was insane. Um, so we get to the hotel and then we're like about to go to bed. And then I get the message and I'm like, I guess it's... Uh, it's party nonstop. We're starting from day one. I'm getting off a fucking felt like 
17-hour flight with the stop, and I'm going straight out. So we ended up going out to Socialista with friends from Dubai. So let me paint the picture for you guys, okay? We get to Socialista, and Socialista, it's like also in Miami. It's at the bottom of Cipriani. I feel like my back hurts from how many name drops I'm doing. This is disgusting. I'm not normally this girl, but I'm just trying to like, you know, give you guys the vision. So we get to we get to Socialista and Socialista is very like dark and you can't really start taking pictures and videos. So my girlfriend who had invited us out, she was talking to one of the guys who had got the table and there was only two guys. There wasn't many guys. And one was like really at the table. The other one kind of like was there and then wasn't. And he was talking to my girlfriend the entire time. And I was kind of like, left alone like it's my first day which is fine they're like hitting it off and I'm kind of just like sipping from the drinks and like looking around and I'm like oh my god this is Dubai like I'm so excited I'm here to find my husband let's fucking go so we're sitting at the booth and a guy sees me and is looking at me well a couple of guys and I'm just kind of like drinking my drink minding my own business like trying to talk to the friend and the guy for a little bit but then I'm like I'm also interrupting so I'm just kind of doing my own thing like drinking and then a guy comes to the table and starts chatting with me and then my friend's guy from Dubai goes up to him and says get the hell out of the table and I'm like oh my god welcome to Dubai here we go So I'm just like in shock a little bit, obviously, because I'm like, why did he do that? Like, you're literally chilling and flirting with my friend and having the best time. Like, leave me alone. Like, why can't I just like talk with someone? Why do I have to be here in the corner? Like, why can't I speak with a guy? Um, And then like two minutes later, he like pulls me aside. He's like, sorry, I don't mean to be rude. It's just like a respect thing when you're like at our table and with me. Like, it's kind of like a possessive thing. Like, it's a respect thing, which in some way I get, you know, like who you came with it's not you're not anywhere else in the world where like girls will just go to a table and then be like la 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 and then be like oh I'm over these guys like I'm just gonna move to another table like no like if you're there with those guys it's kind of like they're your territory in a way which is like in some way I get the respect thing but also like you're literally with my friend enjoy yourself you guys are having fun dancing like let me be let me live you know so he goes up to the guy and he's like get out Um, and then two minutes later, the guy comes talk to me. He's like, sorry, it's just really a respect thing. And like, if he really wanted to take your number, he would have asked for your number right away and not wasted time. Cause like he gave me like 30 seconds, you know, before he came and said, get out of my booth. And he said, by the way, if it were that guy and I went to their booth and did that, he would kick me out and do the same thing. That's just how it is here. You cannot do that. And I was just like, welcome to Dubai. Got it. Okay. So Whoever you go with, you're stuck with because, yeah, don't think that you're just going to go and wander. And at a point, I was just so fucking bored. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'll go mingle, you know, like, I'll just walk a bit. And like, I want to like, I want to like, you know, walk around. I'm in the I'm in the place. I'm bored. I'm like, okay, I'll just say I'm going to the washroom. He goes, no problem. Uh, The security guard will take you. I'm like, fuck, I really don't have a second to be alone. So the security escorts me to the bathroom and I'm like, I I really can't socialize with anyone. There ain't no socializing at Socialista. Let me tell you. So I was just already like, okay, the vibes here in Dubai are very different. And it made me think, okay, automatically I got to be strategic this week because obviously I want to see people, but like, if I'm not feeling it, I feel like not that I'm stuck, but 
I feel like from this example, you could kind of get the vibes. So for me, something that's always been important is safety. And one thing I've really felt in Dubai was safety. I felt like I can kind of go anywhere and I don't feel worried about being in a cab alone or an Uber. I felt really, really safe. I feel like the culture there is very, I don't know if this is a myth, but I heard that if you steal someone's purse or if you steal anything from anyone, they'll cut your hand off. I say that to some people and they're like, yeah, that's true. And other people are like, no, what are you saying? That's a myth. But I've heard that. And I feel like it kind of makes sense though, because well, obviously you're in Dubai where a lot of people are making a lot of money. So I feel like already you're in an environment where that would happen a lot less. I was in an elevator. I was going down to the pool and I was with my girlfriend and we were both wearing bikinis and we had a cover up on, but it wasn't like we weren't fully revealed, but we had a cover up on, but you still kind of saw our body. And I noticed that the guy who was in the elevator turned around as if like he's in timeout. And at first it was a, at first it was a little bit of a shock. I was like, what the hell? Why is he turning around? And then, you know, after a couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, okay, it's like a respect thing or, you know, part of their culture. Like they don't want to look at a woman. It's like disrespectful. And when that happened, I was kind of like, wow, I really respect that. You know, obviously you don't want to go out and be like flaunting everything. Just felt like I was going to the pool and just feeling like, he wasn't even looking at us kind of just made me feel so much safer um, in a weird way. And it was kind of really like respectable. And look, OK, it might be a little bit extreme, but to me, it just made me think, OK, like I'm really safe here. The, the service in Dubai was just insane. Like you go to the bathroom and right before someone gets out and you go in, there's already a lady cleaning the bathroom quickly so that you can go in like it's so clean there and I really really like that I got my hair done several times there and it's like six people are working on your hair so you're like in and out one's working on the extensions another one's holding it like they just want you to breathe and feel like you're floating in life and I'm sorry but I can get behind all of this stuff. I love these services. I feel like it's really something like I fuck with. Another thing I was shocked to find out when I got to Dubai is my FaceTimes were really lagging. Like they were barely working. And I was like, what the hell? I'm just trying to FaceTime a girlfriend or even a girlfriend I have who lives in Dubai. I can't FaceTime her. Like it's barely working. And she tells me like FaceTime doesn't really work here. They don't want you to use it. Um, and there's like other apps for you to like download that they want you to use. And I was like, that's so crazy because I don't know what the reasoning behind wanting FaceTime not to work, but I think it's on internet. It works better than when you're out, but when you're out, they don't want you to be FaceTiming or they want you to use their apps. I don't know what it is, but if you're thinking about going, just know the FaceTime doesn't really work there. And if you know me, you know, I'm a huge FaceTime girl. So I was just like so confused. I was like, the hell and then my girlfriend who lives there she's like yeah just get the apps and I'm lazy to get the apps I'm like fuck it I'm just not gonna get the apps so I was just barely using uh, FaceTime but um yeah that was another thing that happened 
I feel like a lot of people who've been to Dubai in the past have said that it's very strict. When you go to the mall, you need to be fully covered, which is why I brought a lot of clothes that were not like skanky. I didn't bring things like I was going to Miami and I was trying to dress a lot more classy. And even when I went to the mall, I was definitely covered. I wasn't showing shoulders and my dress was super long, so I wasn't showing leg. From what I heard from how it was going to be going into the mall, like you have to be fully covered to what I actually witnessed and people holding hands. I thought that was like illegal. You go to prison. So I think Dubai is really changing when it comes to their culture. Um, I have a friend who's been there in the past a long time ago. And just from when she's gone to when I went, I feel like we were like comparing notes and she was like, what? That's crazy. So I feel like Dubai is really adapting. And because a lot of tourists are coming in, a lot of things are more acceptable now. There's a gold Prada Clio bag that I've been trying to get and they've been sold out. So when we were in Dubai, I was like, I'm going to pass by the Dubai mall right next to our hotel and I'm going to go see if they have it. If they have it, I'm going to buy it because I've been wanting this bag for a minute now. So we go into the Prada store and I'm with my girlfriend and I'm like trying on bags and there's a bunch of guys with like white suits. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to sound so uncultured, but I don't know what it's called. But they were in white suits. There was a few guys in white suits like staring at me and Tanya. And all of a sudden, like I'm trying on bags and my phone is getting sent an airdrop. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, why am I getting... Like, who's trying to send me an airdrop? And at first I'm like, oh, they're ma it's a mistake. They think I'm somebody else. They're trying to send me, they're trying to send me something, but it's not actually for me. So I decline and I get another airdrop a second time. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And Tanya goes, I think this is how they message you here. Like, click accept, just see what it is. So I click accept and it fails. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Now I leave Prada with Tanya and we're just kind of figure out where we're going next. So we're kind of like a little bit in front of the store and I'm getting another airdrop. But like technically you can see who's sending the airdrop because it's kind of somebody who has to be close. And I see a guy not really looking, but he's like, I'm like, I think it's him trying to send me an airdrop so I click accept and I'm so scared I'm like what the hell is about to pop up and so finally it works the airdrop goes through it's like you know when you want to add someone as a friend on snapchat and there's like their bar he like sent me a picture of his bar to add him on snapchat and I'm like what the hell is going on is he trying to give me a proposition is he trying to I don't know, make an arrangement. Like, why is he trying to follow me on Snapchat? Not into this guy. Like, what the hell is going on? And then I'm like, is he like trying to buy me something? Like, why is this happening like in Prada and like outside of the store in the mall? And uh, so lo and behold, like, like a second later when I get it, the guy with the white suit, his friend comes out of Prada and then they approach me and Tanya and they're just kind of like, hey, like, where are you girls from? Yada, yada, yada. And uh, anyway, we just got to talking and then that was it. That was it. And like, I never added him on Snapchat. That was the rest of it. But I don't know if it was some kind of proposition, but I was just like, not down. See you later. You know, Um I have just so many random stories, so I'm sorry if I'm going, like, everywhere with this. A downfall about Dubai is that 
I feel like a lot of men there just look at you like meat and they just think you have a number. Like, I can buy this girl off. Like, she must be... Because a lot of pretty girls there are escorts. Like, you know, a lot of men there look at you like you're meat. Like, they look at you like you have a price. And I found that very difficult. Like them just seeing you as like, oh, you're a pretty girl. Oh, you have a price. So they would just come up to you and be like, hi, like, what's up? Where are you from? And like, you just know where it's going, you know, like, you know, that it's just like an arrangement. And it's less, it's less like, hey, like, I want to take you out to dinner. It's less like the culture I know. And more kind of just trying to like sleep with you and I guess because a lot of pretty women there have you know they have a price and that's kind of what it's been so they almost like think that like you know you have a price I remember I was out like if I just wait in front and like to be honest with you there's other hotels like the five of five palm that I heard it's very like escort central and I was like I don't want to stay anywhere near there so the addition is definitely a lot cleaner and a lot less of that, but there still is because we're in Dubai, right? So I'm waiting on the outside of the hotel and you're literally outside for two seconds and like guys pulling up, whether they're just like walking in, like they just attack, like they, they, there's no, they don't wait. They're not like, it's not like here, like you see a guy, you're looking at him and like maybe he's going to come up to you. Like, no, they just come up to you. They don't give a fuck, which in some way it's nice. They don't have like... They're not like thinking about it. They're like, I don't care if I get rejected. Like, I'm just going to come up to you, which I like the balls that takes. And like, I like that energy. Um, so one of the days I was actually just waiting on my friend to come get me. And I'm waiting in the, not the lobby, but like outside of the hotel. And this guy just comes up to me and he's like, he gets out of his Range Rover. He gets out of his Range Rover. So it's like he was leaving the hotel or whatever. And he comes in and he's like, hi, what's up? Like, where, where are you going? Like, what's up? He goes, my uncle is actually staying at this hotel. Let's go see him. Let's go up. And I'm just looking at him and he's like looking at me and I'm like, I'm like, no, like, why would I come up to your uncle's place? And he's like, come, like, let me take you to my uncle's. And I'm like drunk at this point. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I'm a savage at this point. I'm like, why? Not a savage, but just, and I'm like, why? Like, why? And he's like, let me just take you. Let me just take you. It's like, it's like almost like just trying to like pawn you off to someone. It, it, that part of it is like a little bit scary. And I'm just like, it's so weird. It's like they, they think like you just always have a price. So these are the things that I thought were super weird about Dubai. I remember even one day we I went to the pool at the Berja. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right. And I see a guy coming out of like this really expensive car and he's wearing a Millie and my girlfriend goes to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, I know he's going to come up to me. And so she goes to the bathroom and as soon as she goes to the bathroom, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, how are you? Where are you from? And I'm like, Canada. And then their eyes light up when they hear Canada. I don't know why, but they're like, how long are you staying? 10 days. That's not enough. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. Then he goes, uh, you're here for 10 days. Would love to take you out. And he was a cute guy. I was like, yeah, for sure. So I give him my number. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to the pool here. He had mentioned he was also going. So he had mentioned that he was also going to the beach club there. And I was going to the pool. So in my head, I'm like, why wouldn't he just be like, 
why is he taking my number to see me another day when technically we're both here, we're both going the same route, we're taking the golf cart to go to the pool and the beach. Why wouldn't he just be like, join us? And then it clicked after I gave my number and he walked away like, oh, he probably has... I'm like, whatever, maybe he has a, a meeting or he probably, like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, that's weird that, like, I don't know. I feel like the vibes of, like, how someone would approach me is like, come, come with your friend. Like, come join, you know? Like, so he asked for my number and then he just, like, fucked off. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, why wouldn't he just, like, tell us to join him? And then I'm by the pool. It's actually the day of my birthday and I'm just, like, drinking. And Tanya goes, I want to go in the jacuzzi. And I'm like, sure, let's go. I have my glass of wine. I'm like, let's go. And we're walking to the jacuzzi. And all of a sudden, I see hot, hot guy, Richard Milley, in the water, in the jacuzzi, making out with a girl. Swear to God. Swear to God. And in my head, I'm just like, that's why he didn't say, come with me, come to the beach, come chill, because he had a wife or a girlfriend, God knows. But even like making out in a jacuzzi is not something you normally see in it. That's like forbidden in Dubai. But I guess like things have changed because he was making out with her in the in the jacuzzi. And I was like, Tanya, I'm sorry, we can't go in the jacuzzi. This is just too weird for me. Like, I, I couldn't go. I couldn't go. I was just like, oh, this is just too weird. Like, Anyway, he never wrote to me after that because I think he saw me walking into the jacuzzi and saw him making out with a girl. Speaking of Valentine's Day, since Dubai is all about having another woman and it's like almost like accepted there to have four wives. Um, I'm not saying that's everyone there, so no one attack me. But if you are not seeing your boyfriend or your man on February 14th and you're seeing him on the 15th or the 13th, Lady, you are the other woman. You are the mistress. He has another person in his life. And I'm sorry to say, but if somebody doesn't make time for you on Valentine's Day on February 14th, it's because somebody else is in their life. So sorry to let you know. I feel like Tanya and I had very different vibes when it came to Dubai. I feel like her first few days, she was kind of weirded out. And she's like, I don't like it here. And I was like, don't be negative. Like, give it a chance. And I get it. When you're not feeling something, it's hard to, like, mask that and be like, okay, maybe it's going to get better. But she didn't really enjoy it. So I feel like her experience of being, like, negative towards it not affected me. But I was kind of like, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it was, like, affecting me a little bit, honestly. But I was, like, I'm, I was, like, hopeful. I'm like, it's going to get better. Like, Obviously, it takes time. You're adjusting to like a different culture, different people, like anywhere in the world, there's always going to be shitty people, but there's also going to be people you vibe with and click with and that are not necessarily, you know, everyone there. So you might meet people that are cool. And I feel like the beginning of my trip, I really had a negative feeling towards Dubai. I had like good things, but I was kind of like, what's the vibes here, you know? And towards the end, like the, the middle and end, I started, it started to really change for me. And I started to have a different view. And I started me meeting people who lived in Montreal and moved there. Some people from Toronto that moved there or that lived there half the year. And then they leave in the summer when it gets too hot. And then when I went to the Palm and I went to Kima and I did a beach club and just like met different type of people, my view on Dubai completely, completely, changed. And then not only did it change, but it made me start thinking maybe living here wouldn't be the worst idea. And this is going to sound so crazy for me to start my trip and be like, I'm not sure how I feel about it here to really changing my mindset on it. But I just don't think people understand how innovative and like modern and like amazing Dubai is, especially when you're in like 
just like any kind of business, for example, taxes, like everything is run by the royal family there. There's no government. So you're not giving away more than 50% of your taxes. It just, for someone who's making money and wanting to start a business, I so understand why you would go to Dubai. First of all, the cost of living, I don't feel is very different than living you know, here, it's beautiful all year. The quality of life is amazing. And it made me really think about so much and put a lot into perspective when I got back. And I know I've always said, like, I really wanted to live in New York and like be in the States. But I feel like after going to Dubai and really experiencing like the Palm and just like meeting people that were more up my alley and going on a few Raya dates and seeing that, you know, there's a lot of people even from Montreal living there and there's a lot of Canadians living there. It made me see the quality of life there. It's just like beautiful. And, you know, like one thing is when you go to the clubs, like a regular bottle of vodka here would be like $300. And in Dubai, it's like $2,000 because they don't, they're not for drinking there. So like vodka there is going to be super, super expensive. And that's fine. I'm a girl. I don't pay for vodka anyways. But like for the amount of money you make, which is more, and then you're not getting taxed on it. And then the apartments being a little bit more, but very like not way, not, not super expensive. It makes you think like, well, if I can keep more of my salary, live in better weather, not have to pay taxes, and the quality of life is just better, I get why certain people, you know, kind of drift away from Montreal. And in all this, it's going to be shocking to some of you, but it really put so much in perspective for me. And it made me just look at Dubai differently. And now I'm kind of just in this state where I'm like, I kind of want to see if I can live in Dubai. And so now I'm going to go and do a month in Dubai, rent an Airbnb and just figure out a few things, see if this is something that I really, really want to do. Because obviously when you do something in a vacation setting, it's very different. It's very different than like living somewhere, you know, like you can get lonely or away from family and it's far away. But I really enjoyed my trip and it really made me see a lot of things differently. And so, yeah, so I'm going to go live there um, for a month and see the vibes, you know, like do groceries and cook and kind of like see how I would like move my business there. And then if all goes well and I really feel like Alessia, like, wow, like I see myself here, then the next move is going to be me doing a full year in Dubai. So this might come as such a shock to some people. And honestly, for me, too, I thought it was just something I was going to want to like visit and then that was it but really I have a whole new different perspective on Dubai and um, I really encourage anyone who feels like they're in a rut and feels like you know it's like also like being around super successful people like Dubai is that place so if I want to be around these successful people and like you know really live this lifestyle then I got to put myself in positions and places where that's a possibility. And so, yeah, that's kind of like where my thoughts are on that. 2024 is not accepting shit from anyone. And that's kind of my energy. It's like, I will let go of something so quickly just by the little actions. I feel like I'm at a state where I'm like, I'm working towards my path. And like, if anyone comes and I feel like is just like a fuck boy or is just not meeting me at the level of what I want now, I don't even put energy into it. I went on a date in Raya with a guy who used to live in Montreal. And now, well, he was born in Lebanon, moved to Montreal for a couple of years and then moved to Dubai because he was close to his family who lived in Lebanon. And 
we could relate on a certain, you know, it, it was nice. He was a little bit more relatable because he was, he's lived in Montreal. He also speaks French. And we went on a date and like, I was like, I didn't want to go on the date. He kept like writing to me and I was like, oh, I'm in Dubai. Why would I go on a date with a guy who used to live in Montreal or like, you know, anyway, I met him on Raya and I was like, you know what? Like that day I was just like, okay, fine. Like I'll go on a date with him. He picks me up. I go out. I meet his friends. It's very casual and he's so funny and chill. And we really, really, really hit it off. And I got so drunk that night. I remember he was like, come to my place for a bit. And I'm like, no, because I know what that means. It's like, he's trying to sleep with you. He's bringing you your place. I remember being drunk. I'm like, drunk and being like, I'm not coming to your place. And he's like, come, we're just going to have a drink. Like it's chill and I'll bring you home if you want. Drunk me is like, okay, I guess we're ending up here. So I go to his place but nothing happened like we just had a drink and I was like I'm fucked up like bring me back so he brings me back I wake up the next morning he puts a heart he's like I'm never drinking again vibes are just amazing and like we both felt something and then he was asking me like would you ever move to Dubai and then um he was trying to see me the next day and I was like look like I'm I feel like I was like doing a birthday with my girlfriend and like friends and I didn't want to like start inviting him and I was like you know what like if anything I'll see him on Sunday I'll see him the next day. But the thing is, I only met this guy and only gave him a chance later on during the trip. So we didn't have that much time to like see each other because I only gave him a chance like the last three days that I was there. So when we really hit it off and there was like two days left of my trip, I was kind of like, fuck, like now I decide to see this guy. And the last day he's like, I was like, look, like, sorry, I couldn't see you yesterday, but like, would love to see you. And this was like my last day. I was actually taking a flight that night, but like so late, late night that it almost is like I'm leaving Monday. So he picked me up Sunday and we went for dinner and drinks and we're just like so compatible. We're vibing. I didn't feel like I had to be anyone else but myself. Like I was literally calling him out on shit. I just felt so like whatever, you know, like I didn't care. I, I don't know if it's like the comfort of knowing like he's from Montreal. So it was like, will he live there? Like, I don't know. It just, it was very, very easy. And like, there was definitely something there between both of us. And, you know, he was like, is there any way you would live here? And like, it was just like, it almost felt like it was like moving quick. I was like, oh my God. Um, in my head, I was like, I was already thinking about how I would move to Dubai and it wouldn't be for the guy. It would just be because this was before I even met him. I was like, I can see myself here. And then, but I was like, I was still like in my head, like, oh, I could like maybe live in New York. Like, I don't know. Like, this is crazy that I'm thinking all this. And it's not because of the guy. But um, I didn't tell him that like, oh, I see myself coming to Dubai. For me, it was just like, I'm leaving now. He's in the car and he's like, why don't you stay? Stay on my place. I'm going to Qatar. Like, stay. And then I get back on the Wednesday. Like, just like, I'll, I think he even said like, I'll change your flight. And I'm like, no, I got to go. Like, I had like to do work, podcast stuff. I had to figure some shit out. And sometimes when you overstay your stay, you ruin things. And sometimes it's just better to go. And so it was kind of like one of those moments where I'm leaving his car and it's like, no, don't go. Like, we just met, but like, we really hit it off. Anyway, and so like I'm at the airport and he's like sending me the pictures he took of me that day and like the one of us and like it's just like it was giving very like, oh my God, like are we going to get in a relationship? Like what is going on here? And uh, and then I was like, and I was like open. I was like, oh my God, like I, like I, I don't know, like I really hit it off with him. So I was just like, oh, like going to miss, going to miss this or whatever. 
And so for me, the way I saw it is like, if you really felt strongly about me, when I went back, why did you never say like, hey, did you have a safe flight? Like, hey, like any chance he's there like, oh, in March, like, do you want to come to Mexico with me? Like, he's trying to make all these plans verbally because he's like, Dubai is really far. And like, he's like, I'm not coming to Montreal. So if you have to come see me, like, I'm going to have to get you here. Like, he's saying all these things. And in my head, I'm like, okay, that's great that he's like making all these plans because we really liked each other. But then... I'm getting back from my flight. I never get a, hey, did you arrive safely? Like nothing. And then two days later, I'm on my girlfriend's birthday and I'm posting stories, which, so you didn't think about me. It's because I showed up on Instagram and then you're writing, you're hot. To me, like I'm at a level in my life where like I don't accept these kind of things when I'm looking for like a serious partner. For me, it's like, if you really cared about me, you would have been like, hey, did you have a safe flight? And like, it just made me feel like, did you love bomb me? But then it's like, I felt like we both felt it. Or is he hiding the way he feels? Cause he's like, whatever, she's gone now. It was just like a very weird thing. And for me, when he said like, you're so hot, all my friends were like, cause I was like, no, I want to tell him how I feel. And they're like, no, no, don't, don't just be like this. And for so many times I've listened to friends and like, listened to what they said. And I was like, no, like, I want to say what I want to say because I was there. I felt it. I know I'm not crazy. Like, let me just say what I want to say. And so I just said, I had a safe flight. Thanks for asking. Like, I don't care. Like a girl doesn't want to hear you're hot when like you've totally ignored her for like three days. You never asked her if she got home safe. But meanwhile, you're pouring your heart out. You're saying you want to be with me. And then you do that. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry 2024 like I only want a guy who like pursues me and puts in the effort and like talks the walk not just walks the walk you know not just walks the walk but talks the not just talks the walk but walks the walk whoa um so yeah so and then he was like I'm, I've been so busy barely ate I'm like oh my god poor you like you better eat I left him on scene I never answered I'm just like I don't care about excuses anymore I know what I want I know what I deserve and I know what I'm willing to offer and give to someone. So for me, like I, I have the confidence in knowing that, sorry, it's not it. But now that I'm thinking of going to Dubai and like, he'll probably find out I'm like probably going to move there. I'm not seeing him. Fuck that. Like it's done. Um, because truthfully, you see the real character of someone when like you leave and it's not like, oh, we're going to pick up where we left off when we went. Hell no. To me, like that's done. When something's done in my books, like I don't turn, I don't flip back, uh, the page before I only move forward. So, um, so yeah, that kind of stung a bit, but like, I feel like the more you get disappointed in things you're expecting or like wanting someone, the easier it is to kind of move on. Cause you're like, oh, almost like you like you're you're like you're, you're not even hopeful anymore in a sad way you're like oh okay like could have told this was gonna happen like I don't know not to be like negative but it's just like because I've getting I, I've been getting more into like spiritual and God for me it's like anything that is not for me it's God's blessing it's God's way of saying like it's, it's God's protection. So anything that's not for me or doesn't happen that I really want it, it's really God's protection and God saying this is not for you. So when you lead with that, it's really hard to get disappointed when like a guy that you thought you would end up with didn't work out because you kind of leave it in the faith of God and you start to get less sad about things that don't work out because you know that there's a better thing waiting for you on the other side. So that's kind of my energy now. Like I can't, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was sad about it, but like pick myself up, go next, like whatever. Like I know what I have to offer. And like, I, it's God's protection in the end. So that's kind of the vibes. And really like truthfully, ever since I'm kind of making the decision that I want to move to Dubai, it's like every 
part of me is saying that I need to go to this. It's like I'm out with friends and not to be mean, like I'm out. I go to like a my normal place on Saturday and it's like I can't look at these same damn people anymore. I can't keep repeating and doing the same thing. I feel like I'm what do they say? Like keep doing the same thing and you'll drive yourself insane. Like that's how I'm feeling. Like I need to grow and I can't grow here anymore and I need a change and I need to like just get the hell out of here. So that's kind of my energy um, right now. And uh, this episode kind of went all over the place. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. I do want to talk about Border Patrol for a second, okay? As a girl who like, I travel quite often because I can and I have the means to. I want to know because my gay best friend, okay, who's a male and goes through the border and travels twice a week or you know well even he came to Dubai for four days they they just he walks right by they never ask questions he's a guy it's almost like oh he's a guy he can make money like yeah we're not suspecting him of anything but somehow for a girl a hot girl or any girl they might like it's always like interrogation like who are you going and see who bought your ticket um uh, why do you not have a return? Um, uh, search your bags, like go through your phone, see if like there's something shady going on. And it's just like blows my mind. And it, this is like one of those moments where I feel like is very sexist because I have vi a lot of guys, males who never get checked. And somehow when it comes to me passing the border, I always have such anxiety. I do nothing wrong, nothing illegal. Even if like a guy will fly you out, it's like, well, now we got to check her bags. Like, who is she really though? Like why? It's like you get interrogated because a guy will buy your ticket, even if it's your boyfriend or someone you're seeing. It's like the interrogation that a girl goes through when they have to pass the border is insanity. And look, sometimes for right reasons, but I should not have to go through the border every single time and have anxiety when I'm doing nothing wrong. And I have to go to the airport earlier because there's definitely going to be a chance that I get stopped. Why? Because I travel more often than some people. And it's like, you know, like it's almost like they see it as like women can't have like a business, can't make money, like can't travel often. It's like a guy had to have got her ticket. Like, and, and even if a guy got my ticket, like why, why is that a bad thing? And then it's like, well, how long have you known him? Like the interrogation that goes on mostly through the U.S. is just insane. And I don't know. It's just something that I always have anxiety. And I feel like a lot of women can relate to that where they have to go to the airport earlier because they're just scared to get checked. And as someone who has a gay best friend who travels way more than me and all the time in shorter periods for 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 trips that don't even make sense, like Dubai doing for four days, you're absolutely insane. And you'll never get checked. They'll never ask. They'll never ask any questions. But somehow for a girl, somehow for a girl, it's completely different. And I remember I was coming back from Tulum with like a bunch of our guy friends. And I was just walking with one of the guys and we had passed the border past getting checked and we were getting our luggage and a random guy comes up and says, where are you two coming from? And he's like, I never in my life have I ever got stopped. Like, it's probably because I'm with you. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I was even talking about this with my friend Isabella, who's also going to come on a podcast. She's like, if she goes to the States, it's like, well, what do you do for work? And all these things. And it's just crazy. It's insanity. And I just want to talk about like the anxiety I have when I do nothing wrong and I have to pass the border and anyone listening could probably relate to this, but uh, it's crazy.
I remember once they like completely went through my phone. It's like, it feels like invasion of privacy to be going through my phone, going through my text. And obviously they found nothing because I'm not doing anything wrong. But just the idea of knowing like they're going through your pictures, they're going through your texts and like you can't really do anything about it. And they're going through like your luggage. And it's like, it's so... I don't know. It's like such a weird feeling because even if you're doing nothing wrong, when someone's checking and looking for something, it's like you almost feel like they're going to find something because I don't know. It's just like it's like they're there to find something. It's kind of like when you go through a, a, a your boyfriend's phone, like even if you don't find anything, you're going to leave finding something because you went in there in the hopes to find something, you know? Um, wow, I'm thirsty. I've been talking a lot. So guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. My brain kind of went everywhere and that's always how it is when I do these solo episodes. Um, I hope this was entertaining. Let me know your thoughts. If you've been to Dubai and you have like experiences that you'd like to share, write in the comments. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's chat. I love answering to you guys on YouTube. Let me know uh, what more you'd like to hear from me. I really do love doing these solo episodes. I feel like it brings us back, you know? So I love you, my exes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And be sure to follow, subscribe, like, comment, do all that fun stuff. And I'll see you next Monday. Love ya!